I'm a chicken fried And cold beer on a Friday night A pair of jeans that fit just right And the radio Of a Georgia pine, and that's home, you know. Sweet tea, pecan pie, and homemade wine. KLA and St. Ambrose University sports fans, welcome back to yet another episode of KLA HD2 106.1's Schistel Speak Sports. I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is November 10th, 2022, and it was yet another Beautiful day around the campus of St. Ambrose University and the Quad Cities area. Today, earlier in the day, was a big difference from earlier this week as the weather made the jump from the mid-40s to the high 60s and low 70s today. However, right now, it's a bit wet outside. A pretty good steady rain coming into the Quad Cities area. It's kind of been doing that ever since it got dark out, but not too much you can complain about when you had the weather earlier on in the day. In this evening's episode, there is quite a bit to unpack. Today, I'll be talking about soccer, football, volleyball, basketball, and bowling. More more sports are coming to an end of their seasons as other sports are jumping into their early season for this year. So, without further ado, let's jump right into the action, starting with women's volleyball. Coming into this episode, the women's volleyball team holds an overall record of 23 wins and 8 losses on the year with a conference record of 13 wins and 3 losses. The volleyball team got second place in the conference this year. The Bees ended on a two-game winning streak going 9-2 and at home, 9-4 and on the road, and then 5-2 and in neutral sites. The last time I was talking on this show... St. Ambrose had lost to St. Xavier University back on November 1st. But since then, the women's volleyball team has played two different games. The first game was the season finale, which was at home here on the campus of St. Ambrose University over in the Lee Loman Arena, where the Bees took on the Olivet Nazarene Tigers. In that game, the Bees swept the Tigers three games to none. In the first game of the match, it was St. Ambrose coming away with a narrow 25-23 victory before beating the Tigers in the second game of the match, 25-19. Then in the third and final game of the match, the Bees completed their sweep with a 25-20 victory over the Tigers. So a great job by the Bees to close it out, get a sweep to end the regular season, and that really was a confidence booster after losing in five games to the conference champion, St. Xavier University Cougars. So after that Thursday game back on November 3rd, there's been a lot of talk about the CCAC tournament coming up for this women's volleyball team. That tournament started this past Tuesday, November 8th, where the Bees coming in at the number two seed got a home game against Cardinal Stritch in the quarterfinals over at Lee Loman Arena. And that there was a lot of competition going on in the air of Lee Loman 
And it was a match that the Bees were expected to win, but once you come into that conference tournament, you throw all those records from the regular season out the window. The conference tournament is a brand new season, and then for teams that make the national tournament, that's the third season of the year. I don't care what your record is. I don't care where you were ranked in the regular season. It's a brand new season with everybody coming for your throat. So in the quarterfinals, like I said, the Bees take on the Wolves at home. In the first game, the Bees put a pretty good beating down on the Wolves, winning 25-16 to in the first game before coming out and even bringing some more demolition to the Wolves, winning 25-12 to in the second. So the Bees take a two-games-to-none lead over the Wolves in the quarterfinals, but the Wolves fight back and win 30-28 to in the third game of the match. So then all of a sudden, you kind of felt like the tide was starting to turn a little bit, but not too much to the Wolves as they won that decisive third game of the match. But then the Bees come out, and they just brought an onslaught to the Wolves once again, winning 25-12 to and becoming the champions of the quarterfinal matchup between your St. Ambrose Fighting Bees and the Cardinal Stritch Wolves. So now the Bees find themselves in the CCAC Tournament semifinals where they will be taking on Judson. That game against the Judson Eagles will actually be played tonight here, November 10th. That game will be played in the Lee Loman Arena starting at 7 o'clock p.m. So just 25 minutes from now, the Bees will take on the Eagles in the semifinals and it should be an absolutely amazing matchup between these two teams. Looking back on the regular season for how these two teams matched up against each other, it was favored for St. Ambrose. The last time Judson came to the Lee Loman Arena, it was September 27th, where the Bees won three games to one in that match against the Eagles. And then they did not play again until October 25th in Elgin, Illinois, at the Lindner Fitness Center, where the Bees swept the Eagles Three games to none in that second match of the regular season. But like I said, it's a conference tournament now. So to me, you throw those records and those matches out the window because Judson is going to come out with as a new team with new life and they want to beat the number two team in the conference in St. Ambrose. Personally, I think this St. Ambrose team is so good. I definitely think that they can get it done barring any sort of, you know, quote-unquote upset here from Judson. And if so... If the Bees do win, they will be in the CCAC Tournament Championship, and that would be played this upcoming Saturday, November 12th, against who? We don't know. What time and where? We don't know yet. So there's kind of a lot riding on this game between Judson and St. Ambrose. Can the Bees make it to the conference championship and become conference champions? That's the biggest question, and I'll have more on these scores and stats next week between this Judson team and the conference tournament championship if the Bees can make it there. So good luck to the women's volleyball team as they prepare to go into battle with Judson tonight. Like I said, that game starts up in about 20 minutes. So the next board I have to talk about is the St. Ambrose football team. Coming into this episode, the Bees have dropped their fourth straight game So now they have a record of two wins and seven losses on the year for a win percentage of 22.2. The Bees also have a conference record of two wins and four losses for a percentage of 33.3. 
At home, the Bees find themselves with a record of one win and three losses, and then an away record of one win and four losses. Last week, just like these past couple weeks, it was quite the upsetting game to be calling on the radio if you are a St. Ambrose fan. The Bees went to number 11 St. Xavier University on the south side of Chicago this past Saturday, in which the Bees lost 31-14 to against the Cougars. Scoring started very early in this game as it was St. Xavier who got on the board first, and in that game, and in that, the St. Xavier Cougars only had the ball for about 3 minutes and 50 seconds, starting with the ball on the Bees 46. They punched it in for a touchdown on a 7-play drive that went 46 yards. Then the Bees put together a pretty nice drive themselves, and that is where Tom Casey found Ben Gilbert in the end zone for a Randy Moss-esque catch as Gilbert was kind of behind his defender, jumped up, and kind of put his hands over the defender's helmet and brought that ball in for the touchdown. It was a great catch by Ben Gilbert, and that was Tom Casey's only passing touchdown of the game. Casey had gone 20 for, I'm sorry, Casey had gone 10 for 26 passing for 85 yards and that touchdown to Ben Gilbert. Running the ball was led by Tanalage Hall, who had 15 carries for 36 yards or an average of 2.4 yards and a long of 10. That is the longest run out of any B's rusher in this game. However, Yemi Ward had four rushes for 25 yards, a long of nine, and one touchdown on a bit of a trick play brought out by the Bees. So, not a bad game, all things considered. I mean, you're going into the number 11 team's home stadium, and that game in Chicago was very weird weather-wise. It was pretty windy all day, but it felt like as soon as we got to the stadium, about an hour ahead of game time, all of a sudden the wind picked up. It was blowing about 25 miles per hour from the south end zone directly into the north end zone, and it started kind of on and off raining. The hardest rain that was coming down was almost perpendicular to the field, so raining completely sideways. But all things considered, it was a pretty good game played by the Bees, especially on defense. The running back for St. Xavier and Mario Price was extremely talented, and not only Price, but other guys on that team. So, you know, hats off to St. Xavier. They're going to be in a really good spot come the end of their season. However, the Bees, they are not officially done with their season yet. This Saturday, November 12th, starting at 1 o'clock p.m., it is the season finale for this St. Ambrose football team. The Bees will take on Missouri Baptist, the Spartans, at home, a.k.a. Brady Street Stadium, in Senior Day festivities. Luke Vera and I will be on the call for that game from the press bro- from the press boxes of Brady Street Stadium. And unlike today's weather earlier on in the day where it's beautiful out, it is supposed to be absolutely frigid over at Brady Street Stadium and here in the Quad Cities. So we'll have to see what that cold weather brings for the St. Ambrose faithful, the players, referees, and coaches. Now, Missouri Baptist will be coming into this game with a record of 3-7, and seven, the Bees 2-7. and seven. So neither team really has any shot of, you know, looking too good by the time this season ends. But the Bees are 2-4 and four in the conference. So if they can win this conference game and go to 3-4, and four, they'll remain right in the middle of the pack for the MSFA. So, you know, that would look good at least, at least being in the middle of the pack. Whereas Missouri Baptist is currently 1-5 in the conference. And 
you know, I feel like they might be a little bit better than that 1-5 in five record shows. They've lost a few pretty close games to good opponents. But, you know, if they can go 1-6, I believe they'll be last in the MSFA. Or if not, they'll be in a bottom three team. But if they can win and they move the Bees to 2-5, and five, both teams would be 2-5. and five. Missouri Baptist would be over St. Ambrose. And it just wouldn't look too good for St. Ambrose starting there. So Senior Day festivities, a lot of seniors are going to be honored. And, you know, for most... For the most part, at least, they are very deserving of their honors. They've been working their tails off this year. It just I wish that these past couple seasons, the records for St. Ambrose showed. As last year, the Bees finished 4-7 and seven on the year. This year, the best they can finish is 3-7. and seven. So, not great record-wise, but, you know, you have a new coach, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator this year. It just, I feel like there's got to be some sort of change going on in the playbook, at least, about being more aggressive. And if the Bees can be aggressive in this game, I think the Bees can come out and actually handedly win this game against Missouri Baptist. So before we send it away to the halftime break, let's talk about women's soccer. And this might be the most heartbreaking sport to talk about in today's episode. The women's soccer season, sadly, officially came to an end This week, the team finished with an overall record of 13 wins, four losses, and three ties on the year with a conference record of 10 wins, one loss, and two ties. So the last time I was on the show talking, the Beasts had finished up their regular season with a win against Calumet 13 to nothing, and that brought them into the conference tournament. In the CCAC quarterfinals, the game was played over at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex, just a few blocks off campus where the Bees women's team faced off against the Judson Eagles. That game was played last Saturday, November 5th. Judson had jumped out to an early one to nothing lead in the 11th minute before Genevieve Bauer finally knotted up the game at one apiece way in the late game in the 72nd minute. Then, all of a sudden, Alondra Blanco for the Eagles put in a goal in the 84th minute to make it 2-1, to one, and the Judson Eagles were flying pretty high, having the late-game lead. Then, all of a sudden, what do you know? It's Haley Wilson who gets an assist from Mary Evans and Taylor DeSplinter in the 88th minute to tie this game up at two apiece. So the Bees put in their two goals in the second half, the Eagles put in one a piece and either have to make it two to two going into overtime. Now, for those who don't know, overtime is kind of played like a regular game, just shorter. I believe it's two 15-minute halves. It might be 10-minute halves, but I believe it's 15. So the Bees go into overtime. In overtime, it's Genevieve Bauer, the same woman who put in the first goal of the game for the Bees, puts in the third goal. She got an assist from Taylor DeSplinter and Mary Evans, just like Haley Wilson did in the 93rd minute to make it 3-2 Bees, and the Bees ended up holding on to win in overtime to move on to the semifinals matchup. Then the Bees played their semifinals matchup against the CCAC against a CCAC rival, the Cardinal Stretch Wolves, up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That game was played this Wednesday, November 9th. So, just like the previous round in the quarterfinals, 
This game against St. Ambrose and Cardinal Stretch, who was receiving votes, went into overtime. Going into overtime, neither team was able to find the scoreboard, so going into overtime, it was zero apiece. Then, early in overtime, in the 92nd minute, it was Reva Ross who put in a goal for the Wolves of Cardinal Stretch to make it a quick one to nothing score in OT. However, just a few minutes later, in the 98th minute, Taylor DeSplinter put in an unassisted goal to make it one to nothing, one to one. Pardon me, with the bees nodding it up. Then we hit the overtime halftime, and we went into second overtime for this game between the bees and the wolves. Ten minutes into, really eleven minutes into the second overtime, in the 109th minute, Mari Sags did put in an unassisted goal for the Wolves to make it 2-1, to one, and that was the final score. So the Bees unfortunately drop a double overtime game in the CCAC semifinals to end their season. You know, it's, it was a great season for this Bees women's team. They've got nothing to hang their heads on because, I mean, they just played so unbelievably. So many girls on the team felt like they were the best team. They showed it in quite a few games. Just unfortunately, the way that this game kind of swung, the Bees just couldn't hold on. Rachel Willette, the goalie for St. Ambrose this year, played all 110 minutes of action between the Bees and Cardinal Stritch. She faced six shots on goal. She saved four. That's still a great number for Willette to put up. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that this woman's team loses in the semifinals. Nonetheless, double overtime where it probably stings a little bit more. But this is a team that's going to come back next year ready to play. I can guarantee you that. Uh, a lot of talent still coming up between the upperclassmen and the underclassmen. So I, I still think this woman's team will get a lot done in the next season and f- other years to come. That is the first half of this show. Coming up after this short two- to three-minute halftime break, I'll be back with more SAU Sports. I'm Ryan Schistel, and you're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1 FM, your exclusive home for St. Ambrose Sports on the air. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you, and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. Hi, this is Coolio. I have it, you have it, we all have it. It's called blood. And every three seconds, someone needs blood. Each year, four million people need blood transfusions. You can help by becoming a blood donor. It's fast, simple, and safe. One donation from you can save up to three lives. 
Be a lifesaver. Call 1-866-FROM-YOU. That's 1-866-376-6968. Toll free to find out where you can donate and save a life today. I did it for my niece. Ashley was eight when my sister was arrested for drugs. Being separated from her mom was hard enough. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with a whole new family, too. So I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa Kids Net at 800-243-0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. It's empty in the valley of your heart The sun, it rises slowly as you walk Away from all the fears and all the faults you've left behind The harvest left no food for you to eat You cannibal, you meat-eater, you see But I've seen the same, I know the shame in your defeat This is KALA HD2 Davenport and K291BP Bettendorf. Welcome back into the studios of KALA on the campus of St. Ambrose University. This is the second half of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1 FM and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Just like the first half of this show, this second half is action-packed, so let's start it right back up. Coming up in the second half, I'll be discussing men's bowling and women's bowling, but first, let's take a look at the men's and women's basketball teams. Last time I spoke about basketball, the Bees had come off of their first win of the season against Mount Mercy in the men's basketball action, winning 80-73 at home against Mount Mercy. Since then, the Bees dropped a game at Missouri Baptist, 74-62. That game was played last Saturday, November 7th, in St. Louis, Missouri. Then, the Bees had a home game against Clark University at the Lee Loman Arena, where it was a narrowly fought game, but the Bees dropped their second game in a row, 77-75. Now, you lose a very close matchup against Clark, so the biggest question is, how do you answer back if you are this Bees men's team? They answered that question, kind of, this past Wednesday, November 9th, losing another close game, 74-72, to against the Judson Eagles out in Elgin, Illinois. In that game against the Eagles, scoring was led by Kieran Farrell, who put up 18 points in this game, adding three assists, I'm sorry, adding three rebounds, one assist, a steal, and a block to his stat line. The next highest scorer came by way of Patrick Torrey off the bench, who put up 16 points, three rebounds, one one steal, and four blocks. Then the third highest scorer of the game was Amari Wills, who put up 12 points with six rebounds and two assists. So those are the three top scorers and top performers in this game for the Bees. It was a hard-fought game, again, just a narrowly lost game, but they are now 1-3 on the year, and they're definitely looking to bounce back coming into their next matchup, which will be played this Saturday, November 12th, at the Lee Loman Arena here on campus. 
That game tips off at 3 o'clock p.m. Now, this game against Roosevelt is the first in-conference home doubleheader of the season. How is it a doubleheader? Because the women's team plays Roosevelt this Saturday too. So before I get into that game, let's take a look at how the women's team has fared to start off their season. Like the men's team, the women's team won their first game 66-57 against Viterbo at home. Since then, the Bees have played in the Grandview Classic, losing the first game of the Classic this past Friday, November 4th, to William Penn, 68-61. Then, in the second and final game of the Grandview Classic for the Bees, the Bees played the host Grandview in Des Moines, Iowa. That game ended in an 82-62 loss in favor of Grandview against the Bees. Then the Bees played at Judson, just like the men's team did this past Wednesday, losing 66-61. to In that game, scoring was led by Anna Plummer. Plummer had 15 points, 4 rebounds, and 1 assist on the day. The next highest scorer was Kylie Robleski, who had 13 points and 8 rebounds. No assists, but still a great game out of Robleski. Then the third highest scorer came off the bench by way of Abby Walter, who had 12 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 assist on the day. So those are the three highest scores for this women's team as they now drop their third straight game and move to 1-3 on the year, just like the men's team. Now, looking ahead in this season, I believe that players like Anna Plummer, Janie Prestigard, and Kylie Robleski are going to be three of the biggest names to look out for on this women's basketball team. They were key contributors last season, and the women's team had a great season last year. So if those three can really kind of put it into another gear, as well as a few other members of this team, I think it's going to be a successful season for the Bees. Obviously, it's so early that it's too hard to tell, especially when, you know, the team has only played one conference game on either side for both the men's and women's teams. So, like I said, the men's team will be playing at home this Saturday, November 12th. Their game starts at 3 o'clock, but the women's team will play Roosevelt at home at 1 o'clock. Like I said, it's the first home doubleheader of the season for the Bees against a conference opponent. Both games will be played at the Lee Loman Arena in Davenport here on the campus of St. Ambrose University. It should be two great games. I believe that the Bees can win both of these games very handedly. They had good success against Roosevelt last year. So if the Bees can really continue their success against the Lakers, I can see them winning both of these games. Looking ahead, both teams will play next Wednesday, November 16th, at Olivet Nazarene before returning home November 19th, so next Saturday, against Trinity Christian. Those games start at 1 and 3 o'clock at the Lee Loman Arena. So although both teams are 1 and 3, I wouldn't worry too much if you are a St. Ambrose basketball fan because it is super early in the year and both of these teams I think will have pretty good shots to climb back, get a few wins and eventually work towards the CCAC tournament and have some success there. But again, it's so early in the season we're going to have to wait and see. Hopefully the injury bug does not bite either one of these teams on the men's or women's side of the ball. And so if both teams can kind of pick it up and put it into their next gear, I definitely think that there's going to be, you know, good success coming by way of the St. Ambrose basketball program. Now, the final sport I will be discussing today, and it will be a rather short conversation, 
will be bowling for St. Ambrose. Starting with the men's bowling team, the team has competed in three different tournaments in their early season. Sunday, October 2nd, the bowling team competed in the Midwest Collegiate Classic in Wisconsin, taking 10th out of 49 teams. Then, on Sunday, October 16th, the Bees competed in the Mid-States Open in Wichita, Kansas, coming in 2nd out of 31 teams. Most recently, the Bees men's bowling team competed in the Five Seasons Classic in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, this past, or I'm sorry, not this past Sunday, but on Sunday, October 30th, where they came in first place out of the 13 teams who are competing. So looking ahead for the men's bowling team, they will be competing this weekend in the Leatherneck Classic in the Quad Cities in both Iowa and Illinois. So, you know, Davenport, Bettendorf, Moline, Rock Island, all of the above, the Quad Cities in the Leatherneck Classic Again, that is this Saturday, October 12th, and, or I'm sorry, November 12th, and this Sunday, November 13th. After that, it will be in, it will be the National Match Games in Fairview Heights, Illinois, on Saturday the 19th and Sunday the 20th for this men's bowling team. That's how they close out the month of November. Like the men's team, the women's team has competed in the same exact competitions. For the women's team in the Midwest Collegiate Classic, the team took second out of 35. They then took second out of 25 in the Mid-States Open, and then took second out of 12 in the Five Seasons Classic. Just like the men's team, the women's team will be competing in the Leatherneck Classic in the Quad Cities this upcoming Saturday and Sunday, and then will be closing out the month of November for the National Match Games in Fairview Heights, Illinois on the 19th and 20th. So good luck to both the men's and women's bowling programs as they take on the rest of the month in their competitions. That's going to do it for this episode of Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. I'm Ryan Schistel. Don't forget, you can catch past episodes of Schistel Speak Sports on KALA streaming services. So make sure you go and check out other episodes to ensure you are all caught up on all things SAU sports. As normal, don't forget to tune in this Saturday, November 12th, for the football season finale between the 3-7 Missouri Baptist Spartans and the 2-7 St. Ambrose Fighting Bees. Luke Vera and myself will be on the call from Brady Street Stadium for the Senior Day Contest. Kickoff is expected to be at 1 o'clock p.m. with coverage starting shortly before. You can catch the game here on KLA HD2 106.1 FM. It's been a great episode so far. I've enjoyed talking to everybody about St. Ambrose Sports, and I will be back next week this same time, 6.30, every Thursday night here on KLA HD2 106.1. But for now, have a great rest of your weekend. I hope everybody tunes in this Saturday for the football game. I'm Ryan Schistel. Go Bees. Everybody get up.